When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. Hi there, I hope you are all well. This is just a little bonus episode. I had a chat with Sinead about her postpartum experiences, so I thought I would share it. It's a just a nice little surprise episode for you all. Could I ask you a favour? If you are enjoying the podcast, can you take a moment, a spare moment if you have when you're having your coffee or your cup of tea in the evening and pop onto whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, follow, subscribe, rate, review, do whatever you can to tell me that you're liking the podcast and it helps gain that little bit more, helps me gain that little bit more exposure, uh, making sure the podcast reaches as many women as possible so they can enjoy all these amazing episodes. So also just to say Sinead and I, the first 20 minutes of our conversation, I had to cut it out because due to a sound issue, but the, I think, what I am sharing is the best part of our chat. So I'll share Sinead's previous birth story in the show notes. She shared her four birth experiences and the miscarriage she suffered as well. So in this episode, we just chat about, she shares her four postpartum postpartum experiences, uh, life in early motherhood in reality versus what we what we think before we have babies. Um, so just a really nice chat about early motherhood, I suppose. So enjoy. I will have a birth story ready for you on Monday, which I will share details about on over on Instagram. Uh, so enjoy this episode and I will chat to you in a couple of days with a new birth story episode. So to give you a little, to preface this part of our conversation, we were chatting about preparation first time around. Uh, so what it's like before you have baby number one, preparing for that big arrival. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm I'm made for this. This is fine. This is natural. Everybody does it. This is going to be like, not necessarily really easy, but I'm going to be ready for this. Like, you know, I'll know what to do. I'll know what to do. I I, I know the theory behind things from work. I know 
you know, I, I know a lot of the things, <laughs> but knowing a lot of things is not the same as going through all of the things. Yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely. I mean? It's not the same at all. I just, I don't think there's any amount of preparation that you can do. There's no amount of research. There's no amount of reading that you can do that will prepare you for when that baby is put in your arms and you just think, right, so this is my world now. This is everything now. My whole my whole life has shifted axis. Everything revolves now around this baby instead of every anything else. Like, you know. And actually before when when we said we were going to do this, I actually Googled what is postpartum. Like, do you know what is the definition of postpartum? And it's just after childbirth. That's that's literally what the phrase means after childbirth. So like your postpartum journey doesn't end. And yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Like ever. You're like, I am seven years postpartum on where mm-hmm. now, nearly seven years post like, and when she's 27, I will be 27 years postpartum, mm-hmm. you know. And I think the most important thing about for me anyway, to realize and to accept is that on my postpartum journey I am always learning do you know there's no there's no part of the postpartum journey that I am prepared for like every day is a new day and every day I learn something new about how to be a mommy for the age that the kids are that day <laughs> you know what I mean mm. they are ever-changing their needs are ever-changing my needs are ever-changing and the whole postpartum journey is about learning and adapting and creating and being on the spot and making lots and lots of mistakes. Like, making- Did you find each experience was different or got easier in, in some ways, but probably more difficult than others? Because as you said, obviously, when you're yeah. pregnant or have you, you have a new baby in the world and you have other kids to look after, it's completely different. It is. It's always completely different. And I think um, the shift from one to two, I think, was the hardest. Um, that was just because my whole world had shifted to take in this new baby, number one. And then all of a sudden I had to do it again. But I had to keep this other focus. <laughs> well, mm. It was, you know, it's all it's, it's you know, you, you hear it so many times you're juggling. And you are, you're juggling constantly. And I think it was the hardest as well on my second because my husband just got a new job and he went training. So within, I think it was four or five weeks of her being born, he was gone for three weeks, three full okay. weeks in the middle of winter. <laughs> and we got snow and we were snowed in. <laughs> and you know how you're so isolated and alone in that new early motherhood phase mm. and there I was with a toddler and a new baby snowed in and just the definition of isolated and alone and not like you know you don't know how you're going to pass the day because my my kids they've, they've never slept none of them, like they just don't sleep they just they don't like it. They don't. They have, the seven-year-old, the nearly seven-year-old, still doesn't sleep through the night. Like she always ends up in here. So at that stage, mm-hmm. she was up for 
so many hours of the day and still up so long at nighttime because she was up and down and up and down. And I was just like, there are so many hours in the day. Yeah, I'm doing nothing with them, but I'm doing everything in them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do, do, like, I don't know, do you ever get that thing, that sense of, especially in the real early postpartum days where you are exhausted and you feel like you have not stopped all day and then you look around you and you're like, what have I done? Mm. Like, what have I actually done? I I haven't stopped doing, but I have done nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely related you know? to that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you have these you have these notions and people will tell you, you know, oh, well, now when the baby sleeps, that's when you'll do that. And you're like, when I'll do, like, no, that's not when I'll do that. That's when I'll do these 20 other things. And that's when, when the baby sleeps, that's when I have to spend the time with the toddler. And we have to sit and play like we used to before the baby came so mm. that the toddler doesn't feel like she's being completely disregarded now that this new bright shiny baby has arrived. That's so true because on your first, you very, well, I found I very rarely slept when the baby slept because I always felt like if the moment I fell asleep would be when the baby would wake up and it would just wouldn't be worth it. And then with, with your second, yeah, you're dead right. You do have just such a guilt that you want, you need to just stay awake and alert and look after the toddler. Yeah. And you're literally there and you're sitting on the floor drinking your pretend tea and your eyes are hanging out of your head. Mm. And all you want is to put your, put, put your head down on, it could be any kind of a surface. You wouldn't care if it was a pillow or a rock. <laughs> just let mm. me sleep. And you just can't. You're, you're just driven on by some maternal force just driving you on and guilt and the whole lot, like just to keep going for for everyone. You, and you how did you, did you breastfeed um, your second baby? I did breastfeed all of them. Yeah. Um, and how did you find breastfeeding a newborn with a toddler around? Um, difficult because I had to distract the toddler, um, mm. constantly. And, you know, they have all this fabulous advice of have, have your little nursing box. And when you're nursing, take out the nursing box for the toddler and they'll play with those toys only when you're nursing the baby. <laughs> I am sure that works for plenty of people. That did not work <laughs> with me. It did not work for me. When I was nursing the baby, the toddler wanted to be on me and no amount of lovely bright colored distracting toys were distracting her from being on me while the baby was on me and you know that's just that was just her way of reconnecting and you know all that kind of stuff I suppose. So what did you do to get through that time then did you you find you had to dig deep or did you have what what were your coping mechanisms? Uh, Diet coke and chocolate. <laughs> that is the God's honest. Like it's such a blur. Like it yeah. is such a blur. I because I was trying to think back because we were having the chat and I was like, I just remember like putting my head in the press and scoffing down some chocolate and some diet coke, and then turning around with a big smile on my face, going, "And now we're going to do this." <laughs> do you know, this complete deranged mammy <laughs> just mm. hopped up on. Diet Coke and and jellies and anything that I felt was going to give me the energy kick to get me through the day. And um, to be honest, I was in such a strange place as well. 
my um my best friend was getting married that year and I was her bridesmaid so I had this I put this pressure on myself in my head that I had to look good in her pictures for her wedding and you know I had all this like stress that I put on myself that nobody was putting on me and she certainly wasn't putting it on me but I was putting all this stress on myself that um I had to also exercise and lose weight while Mm. caring for a toddler and a newborn and so I'd while the toddler was napping then coming up closer to the wedding while the toddler was napping I'd put the baby I'd put the baby down on um and you know their little play mats or whatever and I'd get out my laptop and follow an exercise program when all I should have been doing and all I really wanted to do was either sleep or catch up on housework or just sit and connect with Mm. baby or the toddler and there I was trying to as they say bounce back (laughs) you know and no amount of bouncing anywhere was bouncing me back to where I was before I had babies Mm. you know what I mean and it was just it was just a hectic hectic time it was a really it was a tough time it was a really hard time I felt alone I felt isolated and a lot of the time I felt like I was not doing the right thing. And, you know. Did you return to work then after your second baby? Yes. Um, I, well, we were lucky in that we timed the babies fairly okay for teachers' holidays. So I think I only had to go back for about a week on my second. Okay. Um, and then I was out on holidays. So it was kind of fine, you know. Um, I didn't go back then until September. So she was December. She would have been 10 months when I went back. And that was my first time then ever to have to find a childminder and do all these things that um, are very scary. They're very scary things to do. Like for our first, um, my husband minded our first when I went to work. And um, then when when I came home, he'd go and he'd, he he was kind of working for himself at the time. So he'd kind of just tap away then and do his own bits and pieces when I came home from work. And that was great. It suited us really well. But then when he got the new job, um, he kind of really went for it. So we needed a childminder. And, oh, the, the kind of having to put your faith and your trust in somebody to raise your kids is just... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to ask of someone and it's a lot to give to hand your kids over, like, you know. Um and especially tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. How how did you I suppose suppose it was necessary to do, but how did you kind of make yourself feel okay about it or somewhat? Um yeah, well, it's I really kind of we did the research, like we went on Mm. a couple of different sites and stuff. There's one mindme.ie, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And there's, you know, lists and lists of people in your local area who offer the services of, of childminding and are different carers and different things like that. But um, some sites are rated, some sites aren't rated, some sites um, will ask you for a subscription fee, some sites won't. So kind of, you know, you, you get what you pay for as well at the mm. same time, you know. So we met, uh, I was, I was. I I chatted to a few different people and we met a lady. She had a baby just, I think, a couple of months older than my second. 
so she had changed jobs. Well, she had changed careers. She was kind of moving into this now so that she could stay at home with her own baby. She okay. breastfed her own baby. She was into attachment parenting, which was kind of the same as what we were doing. So I was kind of very on board. Like, do you know, when you ask the certain questions and um, like, do you know about paste bottle feeding? Do you know about this? Do you know about that? for you know what to, to kind of match up with what we were doing and mm. she was very much on board with what we were doing she was doing baby led weaning with her own the same as I was doing with mine and um they were in a very similar kind of age range so I was kind of like this could be this could be very good for the kids and it could be very good for me and um yeah so that's what that's what we did you know we um we interviewed her we got the kids in the playground together to see what they kind of Oh yeah, and they did so <laughs> that was great and then we did a trial period of I think a week or two and uh, that ran that, that went really One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why United Healthcare offers flexible budget friendly coverage for medical vision, dental and more learn more at UH1.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Really well. And then in September, we just drove on. Do you remember that first day? The first day of leaving your kids with her? Yeah, it was. uh, It's just just so difficult. It's just so Mm. difficult. Even, and I've described it to to different friends and stuff as well. Um, going back to work on your first, going back to work on your second, it doesn't get any easier. Going back to work on my fourth was just as hard as going back to work. And you feel guilty every day you leave them. And I cried every day for a couple of weeks. like, And then, you know, then I the day that I didn't cry, I felt so guilty about not crying mm. that I cried. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's just so overwhelming. It's everything about it is just so overwhelming. The range of emotions that you can go through in a couple of minutes, not to mind a few yeah, hours, yeah. it's just, it's exhausting. Like it's absolutely exhausting, you know, it's really, it's just tough. So let's chat about your third. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was my first boy. So that was different already. <laughs> he was a little, a little boy running around. Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the difference, the difference. But um, yeah. And again, he was so laid back. He was so chilled that um, it was, I think it, the third three was easier, I think, than two. Um, I don't even know why. Yeah, why? I just, yeah, yeah. I just felt, it, I just felt it came more naturally. The change, I suppose. I think I maybe I managed mm. the change a bit better because maybe I just knew what to expect. I knew kind of a little bit more. My eldest would have been at play school at the time, so she was gone for three hours a day. So I was like, well, I only have two for three hours a day, so it's fine, you know, because these three hours are just. <laughs> The shortest three hours of your life. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Uh, no, that's when they're all gone. When they're all gone, it's the shortest three hours of your life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just kind of, I relaxed into it a little bit more, I think. I think I think as I grew as a mother, um, I think I got so less judgmental of other people. Mm. And I realized that other people weren't actually judging me either yeah I was making that I was putting all that on myself um I think I just I just was a lot more relaxed about the whole thing because I had just learned I learned a lot along the way and I learned to not put as much pressure on myself and I learned to not hold myself up to the expectations that I had on my first mm-hmm. you know what I mean like yeah uh, on my first I suppose the biggest thing in my postpartum journey on my first which I forgot to say was I went to the Lillette League meetings and there I just found a whole lot of women who were fantastic they are fantastic they're amazing and I really kind of um gelled with them and they taught me about the baby led weaning they taught me about you know so much so so much and you know when everybody is telling their stories going around in the group you can kind of latch on to someone and kind of be like oh you'll be my friend now yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and um but yeah I think then but I put an awful lot of pressure on myself with the ideals of the Lesh League as well you know and um I took I took too much of it on board Whereas they were, nobody was forcing anything on me, but I was taking something up and I was like, right, well, now I have to do this because this is the way, this is the way to mother, you know? Whereas mm-hmm. they were like, no, this is our way that people mother. <laughs> you yeah, need to find yeah. your own motherhood journey. And this is just one way. And this is another way. And this is another way. Like with Mary and I put so much pressure on myself. She didn't have chocolate until she was like three and a half. She didn't have sugar until she was like three and a half. And then... The next lady came along and she was what I think she was she was way more clued in. She was hilarious. Just I just knew going into it that I wasn't going to put a kind of crazy pressure on myself. And 
try to have every single meal home cooked and sugar free while I was scoffing my chocolate and Diet Coke behind the press. Like, you know, <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I just think as I as, as I learned more, it became a lot easier to be the mother that I wanted to be as opposed to the mother I felt I should be, mm. you know. And then I suppose when baby four came along, that postpartum journey was just completely different as well. Because yeah. again, I had relaxed so much more and I made the decision from before she was even out that I was going to keep the other kids in their childcare and take time to just be with this baby. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. that was, I felt that I really missed out on that with Katie and James of baby two and baby three that I, when I was at home on maternity leave, I was like, oh no, they won't be going to childcare. I'll take them on. I'll just, I'll just have them with me all the time because that's what I should do because that's the right thing to do because mm-hmm. I'm at home. So they're at home because I'm their mommy and no one is better than me. And no one, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that's the right thing to do. That's what I should do. Um, but then like last year when Sarah Jane came along, I just said, no, they can all stay off. They're all, they all have so many friends where they are. They're not missing out on anything by, in fact, they would be missing out on time with their friends by being yeah, exactly. at home yeah. and the baby. You know what I mean? So once I actually made that decision, the pressure that lifted off me was unbelievable mm. to know that now I changed it from five days to four days because I was like, right, no, that's just pure guilt now, but I'm going to change it from five days to four days of childcare. But to know that for four days of the week, from nine o'clock to three o'clock, I was just going to be able to be there for my new baby and bond with her and just be in our little bubble that, you know, that newborn bubble that you have yeah, with your yeah. that you don't get, you don't get that again because of the toddler <laughs> you know mm. so to have that little bubble for those couple of hours a day was just it was just fabulous it was really beautiful and it just meant an awful lot it just meant so much this time around to be able I just felt like I was giving giving her more of myself do you know yeah. what I mean so that was that was that was it was a tough decision, but an easy decision, if you know what I mean. It was, and it was, it was the right decision for me. It's not going to be the right decision for everyone, but it was definitely the best thing that I did this time around. So um, that was probably, was that your, probably when you felt most at ease then? That idea yeah. for? Yeah, no, mm. yes and no. Yes and no, because when I was at home with just her, between nine and three, I'd also be like looking around at the house going, oh, sweet Jesus, I need to, I need to do this and I need to do that mm. and I need to do this and I, while I can, while I can, while it's only the one here, while I can, while I can, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so if she was down for a nap or whatever for, you know, in the newborn phase when they do sleep that little bit longer um, when they're not on you, <laughs> I'd kind of be rushing around to try and clean this or polish that or clear out this or clear out that. So, I did take the time, but as well, I, you know, I still put silly pressures on myself to do things that I possibly could have just left, but that's just life, isn't it? You're always kind of 
you're always looking for the something to do, aren't you? <laughs> and when we spoke last time, you were chatting about um, you suffered from sepsis after your miscarriage. And that was a big, a big wake up call. That I suppose that was, I suppose that was the big kind of life changing moment that was kind of like, oh, here, you need to cop on and you need to slow down and you need to stop, yeah. stop being an idiot for everyone like you know what that I mean? stuck with me and still does now that kind of like how did you just keep going and you did and it was just another part of being a mother that you just don't you're you need someone else to like literally physically tell you or sit you down and just go this yeah. is stop or your body like what your body did yeah. <laughs> my, yeah my whole body did yeah no um after like I, even I suppose like that after the miscarriage I mm was I think I I think that it all happened on a weekend yeah it happened on a Friday Saturday and on the Monday I was up doing the school run mm. do you know because I had to because do you know it, it's it's a miscarriage and it happens to one in four women so it's normal and it's normal to just get up and get on with things and that was my mind frame that was where I was from going from lying on the floor not being able to move on Friday when it happened to no, no, I just have to get on with it now. It's yeah. time to get on. It's time to move on. That part is done. And then for my whole body to literally just go into complete shutdown mode because, you know, it's not okay. You're, you're not okay. Your body's not okay. Your mind is not okay. Nothing is okay after after that. And that is, it. you know, one of that, that whole cliche of it's okay not to be okay, <laughs> you know. But you, you do, you need to honour that. You need to mm. honour what your body has just done you know you need to give it time to heal you need to give your mind your heart you need to give everything time to heal because if you don't it will creep up in you because it sounds like after our last conversation when we were chatting about that there was a time when you went okay I need to just stop and do what I have to do and I wonder if that impacted your postpartum experience after your fourth baby did that kind of make you realize that yeah, you need to. Yeah. Okay, and that yeah. is that is why I think it was. That's why I made the decision to keep the kids in childcare mm. while I had the baby at home with me, because I knew that if I didn't, and if I was pushing myself, okay, I go collect James at twelve, and I go collect Katie at two, yeah. and I go collect Marion at three, and I'll just have to bundle the baby into the car all that many times, and you know, like I just knew that I would be putting so much pressure on myself that I would be sick again and that I would be exhausted and I'd burn out, especially after um, lockdown, after lockdown, after lockdown and after going through all the scans and all everything, all on my own and having to go through that whole period of just uncertainty. I knew that if the kids were being minded from nine to three and I would have that time with her to just be at ease and just be ourselves and that I wouldn't be putting this whole extra weight on myself of responsibility and this whole extra weight of expectation you know that's so nice to hear Sinead because we, we we just bust our asses all the time and I think what you said is really nice that you kind of you realize that absolutely like no one's looking at you no one cares about you more than your own family no one cares what you look like no one cares if you if the kids are at home with you or they're in childcare having an absolute blast with their friends nobody cares the only one that cares is you and your your, your yeah. partner 
And that's, I think, I think that's worth its weight in gold. And it's very precious when you do finally realize yeah. that. Yeah. And like only over time. And I have to say over lockdown and over starting the Instagram account and connecting with other mothers and different things like that. It's through that, that um, it's just helped me to gain confidence in myself <laughs> and in the decisions like that, that I make. And when I put my kind of bits and pieces out there and people come back to me and they're like, oh my God, thank you. Yes, mm. I feel the exact same. Thanks for saying that out loud. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because that is what I needed to hear to know that what I was doing was okay. And, you know, and when I kind of put it out there that I was, you know, going to keep the others in childcare and so many women got back to me and were like, oh, I'd say it's the best thing I ever did. Mm. Fair play to you. Well done. Such a hard decision to make. Well done. And thanks for putting it out there that you are doing it because it makes me feel better about the fact that I did mm. it too. You know what I mean? So it's this whole, I think our mother, because we're so worried about what other mothers are thinking about us and are in our minds what they're saying about us behind our backs we're so afraid to kind of speak our truth and say what we're doing Mm. but we're actually all in that same boat we're all worried about the other mother (laughs) you know what I mean Mm. so we just need to we, we just we just need to focus on ourselves and be support to each other as opposed to anything else because that's all we all need you know that's the perfect way to wrap up our conversation thank you so much Sinead for sharing your postpartum experiences I really appreciate it go to bed now get some sleep I know you're struggling in the sleep department thank you Cheers, so Sinead. talk to you soon Cora bye, bye. bye I hope you enjoyed my chat with Sinead I certainly did if you would like to hear more conversations surrounding the postpartum stage of our lives or early motherhood as in addition to the birth stories birth stories are going nowhere Mondays will be birth story day forevermore but if you'd like to hear more of this style of conversation just get in touch I need to hear from listeners I need to hear your feedback I need you to help me point the podcast in the right direction or in other directions whichever so get in touch share your opinion let me know what you think of certain episodes talk to me let me know how you're feeling Send me an email at core at irelandsbirthstories.ie or you can get in touch over the website irelandsbirthstories.ie and you can just send a message and it will come directly to me. So hope you enjoyed. I will chat to you on Monday with a birth story. Enjoy your weekend. I will chat to you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.